welcome into another edition of the Broadway Bulletin. We are so glad you've decided to continue to stroll down the Great White Way with us. To kick off this episode, we hope you brought your dancing shoes as we start at the Imperial Theater and the incredible cast of Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine. I know I'm an old man. I was living for this. Everybody in the crowd was probably like 40 or 50 plus grooving to it. And then there was me. And I was like, I remember this song. Yeah, I remember this song. Like, look, I'm a huge fan of The Temptations and of Motown and funk and soul and all things like that. So this show, I was in my element. I was living my best life. Yeah, you were. The use of projections in this show is mesmerizing. Because they basically have like a few set pieces, flats or whatever, and then they use projections to move the show along to set, you know, the stage of here we are, when we are, and all that. Mm-hmm. I think that's brilliant. I loved that, and the cast is incredible. The dancing is beyond human. Oh, the dancing is fantastic, especially the fact that they're doing all these like crazy dance moves and singing i was gonna say i mentioned that to you during intermission i think where i was like remember how we talked about in the lion king how there's a whole ballet they don't you know course they they don't sing they just dance well all these guys are doing all these moves and they're singing you know it's incredible right i mean and just the stamina of the whole cast to be able to do all that they do is just Mm mind-blowing um i think one of my favorite things is uh, with this is with jukebox musicals, um, you can get this tendency to kind of do the park and bark where it's like, oh, st- you know, story, 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 stop, do a song. Oh, and where, they, go, where they pick the songs that they want to do and they try to build a story around that rather than write the story and then put the songs in. Exactly. And yes. so, um, well, and what I loved is like the songs that they chose and where they put, chose to put them not only help fall chronologically in order, but they also help push the story. Right. They wrote the story and then put the songs in, which was great. They didn't use every Temptation song that ever existed. They used the gems and what was, what, what worked, what was needed. And what was relevant to the timeline. Right. They didn't just be like, well, this was one of their greatest hits. We have to put it in. It's like, no, 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 no. If, if it doesn't make sense, we're not going to use it. Look, the imitation of these guys was spot on. You were literally seeing the Temptations live. I told Hope, I said, go, when we get home, go YouTube videos of like the original Temptations. It's ridiculous how good these guys are. You know, I think that this is a new art form that's coming to Broadway, which is the art of imitation. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing as long as it's on an elevated level. I mean, at the top level. You know, we're basically seeing the Temptations all reincarnate, the original ones, you know. Um, Because I don't think Otis Williams is dead. No. Um, But I think the other four original members have passed. So the fact that we're able here in 2021 to see that, I mean, it's... Right. Well, and just to kind of swerve off to the side, I know we've talked about the audience being a little older. Um, And what I'm finding fascinating is the fact that there are so many of the older audience members that are ill-behaved 
I mean, I know that sounds terrible, but like, I remember a couple years ago when it was always like the older audience members being like, oh, there's a kid in my row or there's a young kid or whatever. And they're, you know, you better behave. And this is a theater show. You can't act however you want. But the majority of the people I saw who were like 50, 60 plus were on their phones they were mindlessly scrolling through pinterest and instagram um they were restless they were up and down i think audiences (laughs) just have forgotten how to be at the theater yeah so long so i think we're all just adjusting back but the question is how do we come back from it we call out bad behavior i think it's going to take all of us just to 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 as a group call that out i will say despite that Despite those people you saw, the audience was alive. Oh, oh yeah, because they were like they were at a church or the, they the were at like were, a concert or the, something. The reactions were so real, and in fact, there was a woman. <laughs> there was a woman up in the balcony with us, and she's a David Ruffin fan. I guess so, <laughs> uh, and. She, they were, it was towards the end of the show, they were doing stuff, and she was, like, call and responsing with the actors on stage. And at first, like, I wanted to call her out at first, because I'm thinking, good lord, this woman has had too many (laughs) drinks. Like, someone should have cut her off. But then I thought, I had this thought, and I don't know, divine beings or the theater gods, whatever you want to call it, this thought just came to my mind where I went, you know, I look at or I view or appreciate the theater like a church you know it is like a religion I need it in my life I need it to enrich my soul in order to survive and growing up in a southern baptist church that's church you you feel the spirit you you know praise the lord hallelujah you call in response and I thought you know what if this woman is so invested in this show that she feels the need to call and response and you uh, fine we don't I mean you probably shouldn't be doing that but and I thought the actors handled it just fine so that maybe maybe we should yeah. stop shunning people it's not so disruptive but maybe she really is just getting such an experience out of it that right you know we're in an interesting era of audiences by the end everybody was up on their feet moving and grooving you know it's <laughs> it's the temptations like i oh it's great um it's just as good as i remember oh, i love this show and in fact this show is currently playing at the imperial theater eight times a week and tickets are currently on sale through july 3rd 2022 <laughs> Next, we head right around the corner onto 46th Street to see another huge name in the music industry. She is known as the Queen of Rock and Roll, and we saw her story, Tina, the Tina Turner musical at the Lunt Fontaine Theater. Um This show was absolutely spot on. Oh my gosh, I was uh. living for this show. I mean, we the fact that we got two of these shows, one after the other. Uh, the first thing I want to start on is that the impersonation 
was spot on. Like Yes. I mean, from the word go, when Adrian Warren came out. She was Tina Turner. Oh my god. So, uh, 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 <laughs> uh. Everything, like even down to her little like movement. She as you, you the voice and the mannerisms from as Tina Turner aged. I mean, mm-hmm. good lord. She was phenomenal. She earned that Tony and then some. 100%. She embodied Tina Turner. It was brilliant. This was such an empowering show. I mean, I had I had some idea like Tina Turner, you know, had had a rough life or something. I didn't know to the extent mm-hmm. of any of that. And just to hear the story... From her perspective, mm-hmm. with her, you know, I mean, obviously someone impersonating her, telling her story and how she survived and how she got through it. It just, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, everybody thinks she's always been this huge star. And then when you find out that some of her biggest hits came from when she was at her lowest moment, it's like, yeah, and that was only like 30 years ago. And you're like, wait, what? Right. Like the fact that um, she could be a household name and be on the verge of... Poverty. Poverty is like crazy. Yeah. I loved the use of the Greek chorus in this Mm -hmm. from the beginning and throughout the show. As I'm watching this, I'm like, good Lord. All the stuff that we studied in college, like we haven't drifted far away from, you know, clear back in in the BC era from where this was. Mm -hmm. You know, that we're still using Greek choruses to tell a tragedy with a hint of comedy. This is brilliant, you know, and I love that it was her family that had passed, her grandmother and whatnot, or her, uh, those that raised her in her small town that were the chorus. Yeah, the know? people that were, mattered to her. Yeah. The costumes and the wigs were amazing. Yes, that iconic. <clears throat> uh, Tina Turner 80s wig. Uh-huh. And we're not or- going to spoil it about how it gets there. Yeah. But, it's amazing. The costumes are amazing. Go see the show. I mean, it's it reminded me a lot of the Cher show with the I- iconic Bob Mackie costumes. Mm-hmm. I'm watching this. I was like, oh, this is iconic Tina Turner. Yeah, 100%. The music was, oh my God, so good. Mm-hmm. So everybody was singing it during the show. In fact, the guy next to me was singing it in act two. I just wanted to lean over and be real sweet and be like, honey, I... I think you're fantastic, and I'm so glad that you know the music, but I actually paid my money to hear her sing. But maybe after the show, we can go get a drink, and you can sing to your heart's content every (laughs) album of Tina Turner, and I will support you, you know? (laughs) Right. Um, I also love the way that they did the projections throughout the show. Yeah. Um, They really helped play it like a story to it like the way that they did the tree in the beginning yes i loved that and they didn't just like throw it up there as like a backdrop too it just it helped add stuff it Mm -hmm. actually helped and it moved and it flowed and i loved that they used that like masking up by the balcony they turn it into a projection screen like a jumbotron for the end. Yeah. Which was amazing. And came in handy. Yes. <laughs> um, the show was so much fun. And I mean, by the end of the show, which, by the way, I didn't realize it was the end of the show. I was so sucked into the end of the, like, the show. <laughs> that we all got up, we were singing and dancing and clapping. And then, you know, she hit the end and boom, blackout. And I was like, 
wait. Yeah, you <laughs> were definitely we were just getting into, into it. it. <laughs> um, yeah, we were all just standing up and dancing, and then she did a mega mix kind of thing. The best mega mix I've ever seen. And I was just, I it was pride in New York for me, and I was all about it. I, I was amazing. I love it. Well, you know, uh... The tickets for this show at the Lunfontaine Theater are currently on sale through June of 2022. And with that, this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune in to our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. Until next time, I'm Hope Bird. And I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phone. Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. Two friends from old New York town met in a foreign land. One sang the praises of If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Booga Blues by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by The Good Louds and Billy Murray.